Hey everyone, welcome to the Wicked Ones podcast. This is Jen. And this is Tara. And welcome back. We're actually recording back-to-back episodes. Yes, we are. Uh, just due to everything going on in our lives. So not a lot has changed no. except for no. order, lunch. ordering food. <laughs> so we're going to just jump right into another one of our tragic love stories. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm excited to hear what you have today. Uh, yeah, because you know us true crime fans, we just always want to know the dark side of everything. Yeah. <laughs> we can only handle so much poopy. So the story I have for you today sounds literally like it could have been a scene from a horror movie, okay? Because our victim gets buried alive. That is my worst nightmare. Is it? Oh, I have a That question. or drowning. Yeah? Oh my gosh. Oh gosh, I- could you imagine... Being buried no, 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 alive no. I think it's... and just the panic because I can't. I'm like claustrophobic. Oh god, oh god, <laughs> starting yeah. to have a panic attack just thinking about. Well, that it. was one of my questions here. In like another, in another, after I mentioned a couple of things, I was going to say, "Have you ever had this fear?" <laughs> but wow, you just came right out of the gate, and you were not shy about that. Um, I have to say, I've never thought about it. I've never thought about oh, being yeah. buried alive. That's that's never come across my mind at all. No. Stay up late one night and <laughs> think these thoughts with me. I mean, I think about like fire and drowning. Those two are probably up there for me. Yeah. But, yeah, drowning especially. Oh, for sure drowning. But instead of my story today ending in murder, I have an unexpected twist for you. Ooh, is it a survival story? Ooh, it might be. I am going to tell you the incredible story of what happened to 27-year-old Nicolina Lewandowska. And if I'm correct, this is also the first story of ours that takes place outside the U.S. It takes place in England. Oh. Have you heard this one? I have not. No. Yay. Yay. Okay. And yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, if this was a fear for you because it's one of the things that I had found out was this is actually one of the most common phobias, being buried alive. But I feel like this is something that people would worry about when they're older and thinking, oh, God, what if what if I have an issue and they think I'm dead and they bury me prematurely? I read those things, but I would think back in the day that would be a problem. Not today. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, I went down the go rabbit hole on that Quite guy. a few processes before yeah. you actually make it in the ground. Yeah. I can't even handle, um, even when I was younger, how they used to bury each other in the sand. Oh, yeah. Not being able to move my limbs. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like... It just well, I can imagine if that's a phobia, that would be something that horrible. You, How were well, you? Don't you're not scared of it being buried alive? I mean, I guess I am now because <laughs> I went down. I mean, I thought about it a lot and I went down this whole I wanted to be knowledgeable on this whole thing, you know. And I we'll talk about all that later, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, I listened to this whole podcast the other day on what measures they used to take so that people weren't buried alive. This was like a huge fear, they even had like death hospitals where. They would keep people and they just would. Just in case they Just in case. Them. Just in case. Oh. Yeah. Pretty crazy. But we don't have to go into all that. So I'm going to start my story now. So Michalina Lewandowska met the father of her child, Marcin Kasperzak, back in 2005 in their native Poland. However, in 2006, they traveled to England to look for work and they ended up moving in with Marcin's parents um, in Huddersfield, West York's. Soon after they were engaged, they had a little boy on the way, but unfortunately during the pregnancy, their relationship just just took a turn and they weren't getting along. There was a lot of fighting and conflict and she called off the engagement, but they did continue living together with their son, Jacob. 
Uh, it was also at this time that Marston started working out five days a week at the local gym and he became addicted to anabolic steroids. So you can only imagine the issues that that probably caused, right? Right, right. Just never great. Well, and it makes me think too, sure, this guy was maybe a wannabe bodybuilder, but he probably used this time to get away. He probably just didn't want to be there. The relationship, though, continuing to deteriorate was said to be on again, off again. And luckily, even though Michalina had called off the wedding, she continued to wear her engagement ring on occasion. Thankfully, because little did she know it would be this very ring that would end up saving her life. So keep your engagement rings on, ladies. Got it. <laughs> keep those bands on. In 2011, Marston had heard rumors that Michalina had finally had enough of their tumultuous situation, and she was making plans to take Jacob and move back to Poland. Well, he couldn't have that, right? He, he didn't yeah. want her leaving. He didn't want her taking uh, his son away. So, apparently, he thought she'd be better off dead. So, one Saturday in May, Marston told her he wanted to take her shopping. Since his mother had taken Jacob out for the day and they had the day to themselves, she was taken aback, but she decided it might be fun, so she agreed. I mean, maybe she kind of, who knows, right? If you're describing something as on again, off again, you have a son together. I'm sure part of you wants it to maybe, work out. Maybe, but at this point, he knows that it's over entirely because she's leaving or she's doing this on the like under the radar? <sighs> there were rumors. So it never said that it was truly what she was doing, but there were rumors that she was, this is what she was going to do. She was going to take him back. So when I think of rumors, who knows if it was true or not? And I didn't see anything that really corroborated. They never really asked her. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, While she was getting ready, putting on her makeup in the bathroom, she heard voices in the other room. Marson was talking to his friend, Patrick Boris. She left the bathroom to see what they were doing. And she saw that they were standing there waiting on her. I'm sure she was confused. All right, we're supposed to go shopping. We're supposed to hang out. What's your friend doing here? With an evil smile on his face, Marcin pulled a taser out of his pocket, said he had something to show her. And then he shoved it against her neck, shooting 300,000 volts of electricity through her. Mm. Holy shit, right? Yeah, no. Through your neck? Tasing's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine? She said she felt a massive shock and intense agonizing pain as he drug her across the floor and kept the taser at her neck. So I read that he tased her twice. Mm. The poor girl didn't stand a chance. She was 5'5 and approximately 133 pounds, which over in England is nine and a half stones. I did not oh. know this. This is kind of cool. Um, and she couldn't put up much of a fight against Marson's six foot, nearly 200 pound frame. So it was at this point that Patrick came in with the tape he had packing tape and he helped his friend marcin tape tape her up they bound her hands and ankles and then they left her there in the hallway for several hours so, it drives me crazy because when we do our research i i can never stand when things are so different i mean in some reports she was there for two hours and in some she was there for six that's a huge difference yeah, so a- either way that poor woman had a lot of time to lie there scared to death and try to think of what you know what was going to happen next so the next thing she knew she was taken into the kitchen where they then put bound and put her bound and gagged into a cardboard box that would act as a makeshift coffin so they just bundled her up put her in this box and closed the lid she was she told authorities that she was terrified and mentioned that at one point before they had closed the lid the two were talking about a plastic bag, and she thought they were going to tape it over her head and suffocate her first. 
She was terrified. She didn't know what to do. She couldn't move. So her mouth was covered, but mm-hmm. she could still breathe through her nose, I'm assuming. Yeah, she was bound and gagged, but her nose wasn't covered. So Marston leaned in as he was shutting her in, telling her that he had hated her for years and that she was hopeless. She said the calm manner in which he was doing these awful things to her was really what scared her the most. Oh, that's weird, because that's not roid rage. No. I mean, he just, he did like, all of this very deliberately and calmly, it sounded like. So this, yeah. This definitely. This was planned. Mm-hmm. Once she was taped up in the box, Marcin and Patrick put her into the trunk of the car and drove off. Or the boot of the car, depending on where you're from. <laughs> Once they arrived at their destination, which is a wooded area near Woodsum Hall Golf Club in West Yorks, they pulled her out. They drug the box along the ground. At this point, Michalina said it was really painful, the scraping of the rocks and stones against her back. I mean, really, cardboard isn't all that thick. I'm sure she felt all of it. And then it suddenly stopped. She could hear the men digging, and dirt was being piled on top of her. She was terrified, and she thought, this is it. I'm going to die right here in this awful place. And she knew she would soon suffocate, so she started breathing as slowly and shallowly as she could, trying to keep herself calm. Like, that's awesome that she was in that state of mind to be like, okay, just relax, take short breaths, listen, try to hear what's going on, decide when I can try to make my move if I have a chance. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know what I would The more do. that I try to calm myself down, the more probably deeper breaths I would take. Right, right. And that was one thing that I had read. I remember that they said, if you're ever in a situation where you're buried alive, just so you know, Jen... You want to take deep breaths and hold it in and then slowly let it out and then take another deep breath. Don't ever take a breath and then swallow because that is when you start hyperventilating. So if that saves anyone out there, you're welcome. (laughs) So honestly, she was very smart, right? I'm sure she wanted to panic and get the hell out of there, but she bided her time. And with her shallow breaths, listening intently, she was trying to hear for the sound of the men, you know, moving away, a car to start, something like that, to kind of give her a clue of when when to start making her move. Um, she said the only thing keeping her going was the thought of her son, Jacob, and not wanting him to grow up without a mother. You know, like, I'm sure that would keep anybody going. Absolutely. Or the thought of getting revenge on this asshole. <sighs> so she never did hear the car. She couldn't hear anything. But after some time, she knew that she was running out of air and she had to try to break free. Fortunately, she had waited long enough. The boys had left her there. You know what they did? They drove over to Morrison's supermarket nearby and withdrew 500 pounds from her bank account with her ATM card. And then they went off to play video games, leaving Michalina to suffer and die in her shallow grave. How old are they at this point? He's 25. His friend Patrick is 18. And she's 27. So despite the two holes in the side of the box for handles, which I'm sure helped a little bit, she was worried there wasn't much air left. I mean, obviously, you're, you're estimating. You don't know. So as I mentioned earlier, thankfully, she had her ring on. This would really be the only thing that would help her dig her way out, which is crazy. She used it first to cut through the tape that she was bound with, and then kicking and slashing at the box, she just kept working at it. Just kept working and working and working until she had finally created a hole large enough for her hand to get through. So she sticks her hand through. And she starts, she says after, after that point, once she got her hand through, she just started tearing frantically at the box and pulling at the cardboard, trying to make, trying to make a bigger hole. As she did so, dirt was falling in all around her. I was just going to say, now it's caving in on her. It is. And from what I read, they had only put four inches of dirt on top of her. I mean, I'm sure it was still heavy. Okay. They had put four inches of dirt on her and a 90 pound tree 
over the top, okay? Because I can only describe it as a tree. They say a tree limb, a tree branch. This was like a small tree that they had like leaned like over Like leaned the top. over it like it was a dead. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. a dead log or whatever. It was just leaning right over but there. But four inches? That's lazy. Hey, like I said, it was a shallow grave. They, Thank God. But oh, thank God. Lazy. Oh, I for sure thought that they had had this. Six feet. Yeah, like yeah. they dug the hole weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank God they didn't. You're right. So, but she doesn't know that, right? She probably doesn't know what the hell's going on. I can't even imagine. She sticks her hand out. Dirt's falling in all around her, all over her clothes, her hair, her face. She starts screaming. She says, help. God, save me. Please help. She was just praying somebody might hear her cries. She didn't know where she was. It took a while, and she said she felt very weak in her efforts toward the end of her fight. But once she had a decent-sized hole, she was able to push up and get her head out. And she said that it was at that point... It was very dark. She could at least still see the trees in the sky. She realized she was going to make it. You know, she, okay, I can get out of this. Oh, and I, I was going to show you a pic of the ring and I didn't bring it. A pic of the ring and then a pic of, I'll show you later. I have a photo of that and then I have a photo of the actual site after she had gotten out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's good. It's so you can kind of see like the situation. So as she clawed her way out of the ground, exhausted, still in pain and gasping for air, covered in dirt she stumbles over to the nearest road and she's able to flag down a passerby to stop and help her what do you what do you think if you saw this woman coming out of the woods covered in dirt i would maybe i don't know (laughs) i might stop but just tell her to stay right there and call for help Mm -hmm. i wouldn't let her in my car i wouldn't pick her up i might stay there with her outside the car I've seen too many movies and yeah. shows. I've just read too much. Like, is it a setup? It's just <laughs> right. You just never is she know. the victim or is she the assailant? I, you know, I've just right. seen too much. Right. I'm right. just too paranoid nowadays. Yeah. No, I think it's smart to be. I mean, but I just I, I am imagining myself as this person who just clawed their way out of a grave, and I'm stopping, and I would hope to God somebody would stop and help yes. me. You There's know? those people. Yeah. So within 15 minutes, the police had arrived and she took them to what was left of her shallow grave in the woods, which I said, I've got a picture. I'll show it. I'll show it to you later. And we'll post it. We'll either we'll post it on our Instagram Mm -hmm. and Facebook. Um, So Marson was arrested shortly after. He denied attempted murder. His QC, which stands for Queen's Counsel of the Ministry of Justice of England, basically their version of a lawyer, tried to suggest that he never meant to kill her. That he only intended to scare her in the incident. Thoughts, Jen? Well, that's <laughs> still an asshole move. You don't just bury people because no. it could go wrong. So even though you tried to scare her, she could have died. But then you took her ATM card and you you took money out of out of her you bank also, account and started playing video games. You also tased her twice. Yeah, you had no intention of coming back. No, I mean, nice try. Well, we don't believe you. No. However, Marcin Kasperzak was found guilty by a jury at Leeds Crown Court in January of 2012 and jailed for 20 years for attempted murder and kidnapping. Thoughts, Jen? Well, I don't, I don't know how the legal system works over there, but do you get time off for good time served? You do. So you get out really quick. Side note, I really don't understand that because what bad things can you do in prison? I'm sure you can do some bad things, but it's not 
as if you are living among the public and can do very bad things. So mm-hmm. good behavior in prison doesn't make sense to me. Right. Just because you didn't shank somebody. Yeah. Doesn't give you the right to get out 10 years earlier. No. And I think 20 years is not enough. No. He tried to kill her. He thought he killed her. He buried her alive. Which I think is also another interesting fact that he didn't have the guts to kill her. No. He buried her alive. But instead, he was going to give her the worst possible death you could imagine. Yes. Yeah. But I think in his mind, he couldn't. He couldn't do it himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very true. So Patrick was not found guilty of attempted murder, though. Only kidnapping charges and was given four and a half years in a young offenders institute. Oh, for the love. So basically like juvie. Yeah. He's 18. Here in the States, he would have been tried as an adult. And I'm sure he would have been a corroborator in I would the murder. So. Mm-hmm. Both were told they would serve half their sentences before being released on a license. Not on a license, sorry. Released on license, which I'm guessing is probation. However, while in prison for the attempted murder... Marcin was later sentenced to a further eight four-year terms after explosives and bomb-making materials were found in his home that he shared with Michalina. The police uncovered, um, they uncovered all of this stuff in, like, dynamite, basically, when they were searching their home during their investigation. So. They lived together? Yeah, they still lived together with his parents. So, so that's nice, right? He had another, so that's 32, and if he gets good behavior, another 16 years. Because good guys usually don't bury people alive. Mm-hmm. And have bomb-making equipment at their house. You know. So while Michalina was happy that he was given the prison time, she still lives in fear. Rightly so. I would too, right? She said, and I quote, I hate Marcin for what he did. I thought he was going to kill me, and I still have nightmares about him and the attack. He is vile and despicable. I will never forgive him for what he did. Now he's the one who is in prison, and I hope he rots in there. So I did the math. We talked about it a little bit. If he only serves half his term, that's only 10 years, and say half the time for the explosives, another 16, he could be released as soon as 2038, and he would be 51. But that's if he doesn't get out earlier on parole. So I'm not sure how it works in England, but here, if you get time for good behavior, there's prison overcrowding. Say you you have a parole every five years, but nobody shows up to, you know, to defend mm-hmm. the victim or contest it. These prisoners get out even earlier. Or, you know, who knows, COVID? Yeah. Anything. I mean, all of these things come up. Thankfully, though, I read that Michalina and her son Jacob have been moved to a secret address far from Huddersfield, but... I'm sure the fear will remain with her for a long, long time. I was actually wondering what the re- if they were going to have that relationship with his son be protected. I mean, I hope it's like witness protection, right? What, what's that? On a side note, I did keep going down that path of getting buried alive, like I mentioned in the beginning. And so medically, this is known as taphophobia, just so you have a name that goes along with this. Um, and again, I said it's actually one of the most common phobias. They say, and I had to look this up because I was curious. So they say in a coffin, you could have approximately, how much How much air do you think you'd have? How many hours do you think you could survive if you were buried alive in a coffin? In a coffin? Eight? Oh, it's a pretty good guess. It says five and a half. Five and a half hours of oxygen, at least according to science. Some sources in like a lot of TV shows say one and a half hours. That's about it. I think Kygor is more. 
Yeah, well, and there were handles in the cardboard, and it wasn't, you know, I'm still, she, I'm sure it was probably smaller than a coffin, but, so she probably didn't, she probably only had that one and a half hours of air in there, so. Did it say how long she was in the ground before, how long, did they estimate how long it took her to get out? It did, it, it took her an, they estimated it took her about 30 minutes to get out, but that she was in there. I didn't write this down. I want to say a total of an hour. Okay. So she must have, like, bided her time and waited there for 30 minutes, which must have felt like a lifetime. Oh, I'm sure. And then it took her another 30 minutes just to get out of there. Yeah. So. And I'm sure she was using up her oxygen faster as she was working her way out. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that is my story. That's and our first survivor story. Yeah. First survivor story. I liked it, though. I was like, you know what? This is crazy. Good for her. She's a badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She didn't give up. Clawing oh. her way out, literally. And I'm glad that her and her son are protected. I'm really happy to hear that. Because I was wondering mm-hmm. if they, how, if she would have to fight to keep, you know, who knows? The legal system, whether he still gets visitation in prison with his son. I mean, you never know mm-hmm. what kind of rights criminals have i'm learning a lot as we go along and yeah i mean this is what it said so it sounds to me like he does not get that relationship they are protected so yeah witness witness protection is a very is just a very great thing it's a great service that i think hopefully is utilized as often as it needs to be i hope i hope so it's got to be really difficult as a survivor to know that you need to be put in witness protection because you have to leave your whole life behind. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Your parents, oh, your yeah. grandparents, siblings, and you can't have, t- can you stay in touch with them? I don't think so. Probably not, although I'm sure some of these people aren't, you know, as techy and crazy as it may, as they make it seem in the movies where they're like tapping your phone and following you everywhere. I mean, I guess, I guess there are people that are. Like you, ha- you just never know, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to cut all ties or uh, there's got to be a way you can still keep in touch with your family. These days, you would think. Yeah. You probably wouldn't be able to see them. I don't know. It's a good service, but it's really scary to know that yeah. you would have to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I just, I can't imagine living in fear. Or, you know, I don't know, come up with something around the time that they get out of prison and then they go into like a witness protection. Or I- Well, but how fun, and this is... This is my flip the script. <laughs> you could create another life because you just show up. Like, yeah, that's with true. With you and your family. And yeah, that, that's probably a distorted way of looking at it. But you could be anybody because you have to come up with a backstory, right? Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Oh, I would right. come up with like the craziest backstory. <laughs> yeah. Well, then probably no one would believe it, but. Oh no, but then they'd have to because it would, you'd have like certifications and paperwork. Yeah. So yeah. it could be kind Ooh, of exciting. Let's come up with what our new name would be. Oh. And what I did, like yeah. what my career would be. You wouldn't just like your your first like street name and dog's name or something. It would sound like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would work Why in this situation. Name Canyon Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a weird name. That's no, it's an not. interesting name. No. Oh, and name. you could be mysterious because when people asked about your family, you could Yeah. You could oh, really yeah. spin off of that. Not that you want to be in witness protection. But if you had to be, you could at least make it a little exciting. Yeah. Why not? Hey, be what you always wanted to be. Sure. (laughs) But you know what? I get an ice.
ice cream shop on the corner of this town, and this is what I do. Oh my god! I wonder if they'd help you out with that. I'm, <laughs> I have They're a like, feeling they don't do. Your name is Sally. You feeling they don't do company, business finance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no business financing. Come on, give me the ice cream shop. I don't even know why I said ice cream shop. Like it's not like I want one of those, but <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. Be fun. Oh, too funny. Uh, I would have you... to like work in like a cubicle and wear like tweed or something and glasses, and they'd be like, "This is your identity." Awesome. Oh, could you imagine me in an office? Loose cannon. <laughs> Not work out. No. They would have to put me on one of those walking desks. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't let you go. Just so, like I'd be like a dog do now. to like use my excess energy. So I don't have, I don't have outbreaks or outbursts. <laughs> you know what, Jen? You're just going to get your own corner office. We can't handle having you on the floor have with the done, normal people. Have you, have you done your treadmill time yet today? You can you can put a treadmill in there. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, uh, uh, seriously. Um, oh, but we have a flip the script. We do. Yeah. It's uh, for all of our dog lovers out there. I have a funny story afterwards, but <laughs> I'll let Tara talk about Minnie. The yes. Oh, another survivor. Yeah. Oh, another we survivor. We have a dual survivor Perfect. story. Perfect. Yes, we do. Minnie, the little Yorkie across the street with our sweet neighbors. Um, oh, it was it was heart wrenching because last week or it was a couple weeks ago, they had informed us that Minnie has cancer. She went in, she had a, a tumor removed from her mouth, and they came back with bad news. It's aggressive cancer. And so they let us know that they had an appointment, you know, that Friday. So the kids and I went over there on Thursday night, and we we sat with her, and, you know, we, we gave her all the love that we could and said goodbye. We were probably there for a good hour. And then when we left, Billy, he was working late that night, so he came, he went back over so he could say goodbye to her, too. And um, that night when he came back home, he was like, you guys have good news. The Minnie is acting more like herself. She's not just laying there. She's actually eating now. She's walking around. She's up and down the stairs, which she wasn't taking the stairs before. She was just laying in her bed from, from Monday, not eating. So she, she kind of turned a corner. And That's great. Yeah. So they canceled the appointment and she is, I'm happy to say it's been a little while and she's still doing good. So. That's know, great. Second Yay. chance of life for Minnie. Yay. Yeah. Minnie. Yeah. She heard them making the appointment on the phone. She was like, what is going on? These people, people are going to make a No, no, no. That's it. I'm, I'm waking up here. Yeah. I better get maybe it together. she just wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Like I said, maybe. I mean, I know she has cancer. I know it's not a good prognosis, but we all get under the weather sometimes. And maybe she was just sick. So. We have a little bit more precious time with her. Yeah. But on the other side, everyone told Jen that they were <laughs> going to say goodbye to Minnie. Yeah. Because it was the end of days. So <laughs> I just yesterday, <laughs> after getting a text from Tara's sweet neighbor, I told her how deeply sorry I was for the loss of Minnie, only to get a text back that Minnie was still alive. <laughs> and I felt like the biggest asshole in the world. So the next time you decide oh. you're going to send an I'm sorry your dog died, text confirm. I, my bad I didn't I didn't I didn't tell you the good news no it's okay <laughs> I'm sorry I would just imagine my face when I read oh I yeah. just all kinds of but anyways we're just happy Minnie's around for a little bit yeah she's a sweetie she's a sweetie so yeah I mean I we figured all of our dog lovers out there would appreciate that 
Because we all love our dogs and we want them to be with us as long as possible. Yeah. As long as they're not suffering. Yeah. And it sounds like she's doing better. So that's good. Yay. All right. Well, um, we have one more sweetheart love gone wrong story. Yes. I hope that you. I'm excited to hear yours. It's a little bit well known, I told you, but uh, I think I'm going to stick with it. Try to maybe find out. You it know. sounds like a good one. Stick with it. It sounds like you're interested. And oh, now I'm, I'm interested. I'm fascinated so by you it. You have to stay with it. Okay. If you said fascinated, we want to hear. I'm we want the details. So, and then we have one more of that, and then we jump into March. It's going by so fast. Yeah. 2021. It really is. And March is going to be our topic. Spring break. Spring break. Mm-hmm. That's going to be another good one. Yeah. We could come up with some oh, good yeah. stories. Yeah. Yep. So stay tuned. And... If you are so inclined, head on over to where you listen and please let us know. Let us know what you think. Leave a review, only if it's a good one. If you don't have anything good to say, you can just keep that to yourself. <laughs> but we do appreciate, you know, on a serious note, we do appreciate any any reviews and ratings that, that we get that'll help us, you know, help us get out there, help people find us. As I said, we don't work for a network. We do all of this on our own and... Although it is a labor of love, we do need your help to get out there in front of people. So tell your friends, share it, let them know what you're listening to. And, you know, it's always fun to, to chat with. That's how we got started. We would share podcasts and books and movies, and then we would get together and talk about them all the time when we, when we took our walks and walked the dogs. So if you have somebody to bounce that off of, it's a lot more fun. So tell your friends, let them know. Let them know where you can find us. Yeah. And also. The Wicked Ones podcast. Everywhere you go. Instagram. Instagram. Facebook. Website. Yeah. And if there's a story specifically that you are interested in hearing more about, send that to us as well. Yeah. We would love suggestions. Ooh, or just close calls or crazy stories from your childhood or something that you love. Oh, yeah. You found out your, like, great, great, great grandfather. Yeah. Skeletons in the closet. Yeah, we love. Oh, those are the best stories. Yeah. Oh, I've got so many. It's crazy. Like I just had this talk with my dad. Oh my gosh. We'll have to do a whole. I'll have to do a whole thing on skeletons in the closet. I got some crazy stories for you. I don't you. think I have any. No one in my family has has told me any. I'm gonna have to investigate more. Yeah. Oh, I've got some good ones. Stay tuned if you want to hear those. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.